Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags, the series that's intended to educate, motivate, and inspire you to create dynamic change in your life by challenging your regular ways of thinking and your automatic doing. The stuff that you're just doing because you're doing it and you're not really paying attention to it. This series wants to check on those, to ask you, can you be more, do more, and create more in your life? So I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for your time and attention. And if you dig in it, please rate, subscribe, share, you know, all the good things. And if you're not, please do not tell anybody about it. Keep it to yourself. You can also keep up with me on Instagram at Nick Fit. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's go. What's up, fam? Welcome to another episode of Let's Go. I am wildly excited about this one because we have a really special guy on here. This is my good friend, Gregory, and he's here today to tell us a whole slew of things. He's a big-time business owner, a super successful entrepreneur, and he's got a lot of um, real tactics that you could take with you today that we talked about, but even more so, I'm talking about the, the human that this guy is and the foundation that he stands on that allowed him to grow his business, to grow as a person, where he came from to where he is now. It's an inspirational story and it's it's a load of value. So I'm really excited to have you guys on the show today to check in this checking out what Gregory has to offer. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Let's Go. Alright, fam, welcome back to another episode of Let's Go with your boy Nick Pags. And once again, a very special guest. I really only have very special guests on this show, and I'm honored to say that. So today I'm super pumped because I feel like I've been caffeinated just by him walking in the room because the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gregory's Coffee himself is in the room. Greg, thanks for being on the show, What's dude. What's going on, Nick? How you doing? I'm doing amazing. He's doing amazing, and I can't wait to hear why. Um, but before we jump into all that, I want to just give a big shout out to this beautiful space that we continue to have this amazing show in. Uh, we're at Samsung 837 in Meatpacking, and I want to give a shout out to their Insta handle, at Samsung Mobile USA. On Facebook, you can find them at Samsung US, and on Twitter, Samsung Mobile US, hashtag Team Galaxy Squad, hashtag Samsung Experience. So thank you, Samsung, for all that, and I am really looking forward to today because let's, get, let's dive in quickly just how we met and then we'll we'll get to know who you are. So good story. Um, it's an awesome story. We've talked about Roan often on the show. Like I've had guys from Roan all over the place on here, and um, we were at the Roan Pursuit House. And the Roan Pursuit House is a weekend away with eleven guys, and it was a wildly intense experience, an awesome experience of fitness professionals. You'll see that Gregory is not a fitness professional. He he came from a different background with his uh, occupation, but he is just a kick-ass entrepreneur, and um, and we had this weekend together, and I think the first, it was the first night we had dinner, and we sat right across from each other. That's right. And that's where the bromance began. <laughs> we had met, we had met at an event before that, but very briefly, and he was making a bunch of CBD-infused coffees at the time, so <laughs> I, <right>. was, <laughs> I was, uh, or protein shakes, I think, so I wasn't able to, like, sit down with him, but... Uh, I'm going to let Greg roll for a second and give us a lowdown on who he is, what he does, because 
I am so honored to have you and with everything that you're doing go before I start talking too much about it. Amazing, dude. Amazing. A, thank you for having me here. And B, definitely Samsung Amazing Studio. Thanks for having me right. here. Uh, so as Nick said, I'm Greg from Gregory's Coffee, as people often refer to me. Uh, full name is actually Gregory's Amphotis, but you know, nobody really talks <laughs> no, about that People stuff. know coffee. Uh, just Greg okay. from Gregory's Coffee. So, um, <laughs> you know. As much as I'm identified by my occupation because my name is connected to the brand, Gregory's Coffee, for what it's worth, has been in here for 13 years, started in December of 2006 uh, in the Gramercy area of New York mm -hmm. City. But uh, obviously my story goes back a bit further. So I'm originally a New Yorker, um, grew up in the food and beverage business. My father had um, every, everything you can imagine, pizza places, burger places, donut shops, all these sorts of things. So I sort of grew up in the business. Um, always thought I was going to do something different. Uh, so I went to school for business undergraduate. Yep. Um, wound up coming back to New York. I went to school in Boston University. Came back uh, to Brooklyn Law School to practice law. Uh, and it was during that time where I sort of started to think about what my future was going to hold. And I said, okay, I could practice law. I could probably make a bunch of money. You know, starting salaries, this is like, you know, 2006, 2007. Um, some of my peers were getting starting salaries at 150K with, you know, 100% bonuses and stuff wow. like that. So that seemed quite gaudy to somebody that didn't have an income at the time. Right. Um, but that being said, I kept thinking about it just in terms of dollars and cents. It wasn't about something I actually enjoyed. I, I said I could do this job. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, during some soul searching, as I was doing some internships and these sorts of things, they were making me offers to stick around. I'm saying to myself, I could do this, but at some point I want to spin this or my money or my, you know, my savings into being able to open something of my own. I didn't know what it was at the time. Right. Um, but I wanted to do something. Um, and then when I zoomed out and I said, well, wait a second, I've got all this experience in food and Bev. Um, I feel like I can do that. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in that world. Uh, so I spoke with my father who I said, you know, I'm not really so sure I want to practice law. I want to do something on my own. Uh, maybe I can help you with one of your stores. At the time he had a deli across the street from my, yep. my, my law school. Um, so he was like, are you sure? Seems funny. Um, you're halfway through law school and you're <laughs> and thinking you about work. running my deli. And I'm like, well, I want to see, take the mindset of not necessarily helping my father, but thinking about it as pursuing a career of my own, where it's just a different mindset. Yep. Going into work every day, being like, this is my dad's thing. He needs help and I'm helping him. I could do that all day long. But going in and being like, let me take a little bit more ownership over what I'm doing and see if this is something that's rewarding enough that I wanted to dedicate my life to it. Um, so I wound up really enjoying being on my feet, around people, mm -hmm. that energy you can create when you're creating a product that somebody is willing to wait in line and per give you money for. It's a very like Spartan way of thinking about right. it. But at the time, it was very rewarding to be like, I can put things into place and make things that people want. Yeah. Um, and if I could connect people behind the counter to connect them with the folks on the other side of the counter, um, it starts to become a whole lot of fun. Um, so I decided I wanted to pursue it. And when I was saying, well, what exactly do I want to do? Because um, I knew that the deli was specifically my father's thing. Mm -hmm. That was not my thing. Right. So um, he used to come. We'd go meet in the Starbucks. And we'd sit around. And I'd sit around and poke out what I liked and what I didn't like. If I would do something on my own, what I would do. And after like the third time of having this conversation, I said, you know what? I think I want to open a coffee shop. I loved coffee. I didn't know that much about it. You know, I drank macchiatos at Starbucks. So I thought I was very advanced in the Starbucks Pinkies world. Up. Pinkies, Pinkies up. up. Um, and you know, the more I dove into it, I really found that it would be something I'd be interested in. In 2006, my father helped me get started. And then it was 
the beginning of this uh, 13 year journey of Monica Gregory's. That's crazy. What's crazy to me and the thing that jumps out with that story is the amount of hesitation that people have in making jumps from where I am to where I want to go. And certainly in a situation, and I've seen almost the exact type of thing that you're talking about, where somebody went to school for one thing, put all this time, money, and effort into it, and now they decide this is not what I want to do. Certainly wouldn't recommend spending that money that to not money practice. School, right? uh, but for me, it was sort of, and I'm still paying these law school loans, mm-hmm. but still, um, it helped frame my mind in a different way that I think if I had made the same decision three years earlier prior to going to school, I don't think I would have ended up where I would, where I am today. Who knows what would have happened? Right. But I think the maturity or even just the lessons I learned or the, the connections I made really helped shape the business I was about to create. Yeah. So, you know, every step leads you to where you are today. So I don't make any, I'm not regretting anything, but mm. people always ask about, you know, what's the best way? And it's, it's a unique journey for everybody, right? Like I, my thing was unique to me based on my, my experience with my father, his right. businesses, my schooling opportunities I had. Uh, but yeah, I think having folks make that jump is unique to them. And it's, it just takes, you have to know what you really want and what you're passionate about. If you have that, then I would say you got to go and got to go do it full, full steam ahead. So passion is huge for you. I think it's everything, right? I think like, you know, we talk about like Kobe Bryant or these other athletes and you see what separates the good from the great and the great from the all timers. It's like that level of grit, that passion, right? If somebody, there's plenty of talented people out there, right? I go to coffee shops all the time some of the most amazingly talented baristas and folks who can do the best thing with coffee. Cause there's lots of places you can get great cups of coffee yep. uh, or in any business athletes who are just kind of world-class athletes, but mm-hmm. they don't ever make it to that next level. Cause there's, there's gotta be that level of passion and determination about succeeding and wanting to go, you know, failure is just not an option, right? right? Like if it means I'm going to work 72 hours straight to make something happen and that's going to be the difference between success or not, like there's not You'll a question. I'm just going to do it, right? So, but you wouldn't do that unless you really loved what you were doing, right? Yeah. If you, if you had a slog through every day, you're not doing that kind yeah. of work. For yeah. me, it's it's all about like the love and passion for what I do, which is why it feels even though it's hard work, it's easy for me because it's it's an easy choice to get up and just run and got to go do what yeah. I got to do. You know, it's interesting for me is like I I very much align with that because my whole career in the beginning was me waking up at and this was right after college. So I was still trying to hang out with my buddies and do like the fun nights out. So I would be out hanging out with them until 1230, 1, in the morning. And I would open the gym at four. And I remember doing that on two hours, three hours of sleep and doing a whole day of high energy coaching classes, one-on-ones. And I kept saying, everybody, everybody in my life, the closest people to me, the farthest people, dude, you got to stop. You're going to burn out. You're going to hurt yourself. All this stuff. And I'll be honest, I'm 10 years into it and it hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm sure you've adjusted your your absolutely adjusted my schedule. (laughs) My sleep is much better. I've adjusted my schedule for sure. But in that time, like even for it was like three, four years of three hours of sleep. And I was I was sleeping in closets, like doing all that. And and the passion drove me. But what's the dangerous part? Your this, brain is so powerful, man. So powerful. When you want something, you, you'll go forever. This, you can whatever the science tells you almost doesn't matter anymore because you your brain sends all this crazy energy yeah. or whatever your body needs. It'll make happen if you really want it. Believe me. It's, yeah, and I'm magic. gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent with that because that's super important. Lately, I've been I've been rocking the Whoop a lot. So same. Gregory just got one. Thanks to you. I freaking love this mm-hmm. thing. 
Uh, I've been working with Whoop for a while now, and I, I'm really on this interesting game right now of understanding the mindset that goes behind having a Whoop. So a Whoop, for those who don't know, is a recovery device and a training device. It sits on your wrist, and it's super simple. It's just a basic strap, right? And what this thing does, it allows you to just record your recovery way different than the basic, like, there's plenty of watches out there and all that, that that do these things. But this is on a whole new level. This is what professional athletes wear during their recovery period so their coaches can understand what's going on in between sessions, right? Not during sessions as much. So this device, it has played a lot of mind games with me because I see that I'm 50% recovered, 40% recovered. And that day I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to push, like, I'm going to take it easy. I'm, and I find myself getting lazy because I've given myself a reason to. Mm. Other people are like, no, it's amazing because now I know I'm going to go softer on this day. But when I have 90% recovery, I'm going to go so hard. It's like beyond measure. Yeah, I've been playing with, you know, I had a low recovery day, but it was a day that I needed to work out just right. because the way my schedule works, there's very limited opportunity. So I like, let me push myself. But then I made sure to get as much sleep as possible the yep. next night. So it wasn't probably optimal for performance or whatever it is. But I think it's just good as a tool to measure totally. um, things that we normally aren't measuring and giving you another variable to just say like, oh, I went crazy today. My strain level was super high. I'm on a low recovery day. Like I really need to go to bed early and yep. make sure I, I recover for the, for the next day. So it doesn't let it get out of hand. I'm sure back in the day you would have been in the red all the time you know all the time and that's why it's been so productive for me because now i see the numbers and i'm like this is so important for me to be getting this sleep and like i trust sleep a little more now i see the importance of it but the four times i had alcohol before sleeping my numbers are just crazy different crazy uh in a bad way yeah so like they drop even one beer i had one beer on friday night and i got a good night i slept a long amount of time but my sleep was was crap isn't that crazy? Uh, and I'm like the heart rate value. I'm like, this is, and I want to believe it. But then when this shows me, I didn't tell it I drank, right? Yep, I didn't yep, know yep. anything. I just, but just, just the, sh- the proof is in the numbers. They'd be like, I really got to, you know, you got to watch that stuff. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you want to be optimizing, you know, you never, you have to be flexible and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, yeah. Yeah. So I, these things, I've, I've really enjoyed playing with the mindset aspect of it because for me, I, I am driven by mindset. I just, I am so animate about people understanding you can have all the tools in the world, and they're so important. You could have the fanciest, for example, you could have the fanciest microphone system. I freaking love being in these comfy chairs in this beautiful space. The, the AV guys here are superheroes. Shout out to Tim. Everybody in Samsung is hooking it up. I also did the same podcast in a closet with two little microphones that were like trash. And my first whole season was like that for 24 episodes. So my point is, it's not... You can't put a wild amount of, um, you can't rely fully on technology and all this stuff coming. Trust in yourself. And it's going back to what you started with. Your yeah. mindset and your passion, it drives you. Forget all the other stuff. If you're kind of in a, in a slump, put all that crap aside for a second mm-hmm. and just work on you and like what's going on in your mind, body, and spirit, you know? Well, I think part of the reason you and I always connected is because even though we're doing very different things for a profession. Yep. It's very similar with the, with regards to how we treat those on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're on the same side, but, you know, I'm serving guests, right? And I have to be on all the time because 
um, guests expect a lot out of their experience, just as they do when they come for fitness or whatever. Whereas if you show up to a fitness class and the teacher or the or whoever instructor, the personal trainer has no energy or just seems like they're just checked out, yep. then you're just not going to want to use that person again, right? And it's the same thing. People hold their their coffee shop experience to a super high level, right? Yep. So uh, they want their product quick. They want to be served with huge amounts of positivity and customer service. The quality should be good. All those things have to be happening in a fast-paced environment. And you can't have that uh, happen unless you are on your A game, right? So you can't have off days, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, people can be, as much as their human, the human connection is so great, it's, it can be unforgiving at times, too, when people are in a rush. I don't know what that person's day is like. They have a meeting to make, and they're really hinging their performance on having their caffeine in the morning. Um and my causing them to be late or giving them a bad start because we had poor customer service can yeah. impact the rest of their day, right? So when I think about the place that I serve or our company or our barista, our team, our product serves in people's lives, um, it makes you want to raise the bar all the time because there's so many Absolutely. things, whether it's the products we offer, how we handle certain situations, or just how we conduct ourselves on a day-to-day has a huge impact on thousands and thousands of people's lives every day. So true. So one of the things that I, we actually haven't fully sat down and talked about this, and I'm dying to kind of hear your perspective. So you have, what, 400 employees at this point? Approximately, yeah. Jeez Louise. Okay, so 400 employees. You started with one space. Yep. You opened up one coffee shop. And to me, one of my visions in my life, and I've talked a lot about this on the podcast over the past few months, is... I, I want to create like a wild level of impact and have a massive outreach long term for whatever it is I do. And with that, you know, I like the idea of being a boss, like taking care of other people in my workspace and making sure people look at me and I'm the last guy in the line. Like I'm the dude that everybody looks to. I want to take that heat. I want to be able to do that. And I've started in small scales. I've hired a couple people here and there for different things. I've I've done it on a on a sm- very small scale, certainly compared to what you're doing. My question for you, and what I really want to dive into is, what about you and who you are as a person do you think led you to be able to go from one coffee shop with a couple employees to doing this on such a large scale? What is it? How many stores do you have now? 30 now. 30 stores with 400 employees and doing it without a lot of help like a normal, like normal mm-hmm business runs you know you were telling me the other day you you don't have the help like most people do but you're getting the job done better than most people do what does that look like it's a loaded question yeah for sure i think i mean a very simple way to start is just how i was brought up you know i grew i grew up in an entrepreneurial family my father had like i said before businesses and he had you know he never had just one store he always had four or five or six seven it was at the max i think and he had partners, he was partners with brothers and these sorts of things. But, you know, he was very much the the boss and he had, he was running all these locations, um, networks of folks working for him, building like long-term relationships with the people kind of, he has employees who've been with him for 30 years. He mm-hmm. still has, an, he still has one of his stores downtown. Um, and half of his staff has literally been with him for decades, which is unheard of in Huge. the food and beverage world. It just doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Um, so he sort of, introduced me to the idea of like growing of, of taking something to scale obviously like what I, i've taken what he he planted the seed and i'm able to take it a little bit further yep. um but i think it's like i said the the human connection and the reward you get not only from 
being a successful business, but just surrounding yourself with amazing people that you're in there in the trenches with, right? I kind of grew up as a hardworking kid. My father had me, there's pictures of me when I'm three swatting flies, when I'm seven, yep. I'm, I'm on deliveries. When I'm, uh, when I'm eight, I'm shredding carrots and I'm, you know, running the register. He had me, you know, literally letting go of a team member. Uh, I was like 14, oh, wow. a grown man who, you know, had whatever issues were going on. He asked me to let him go. And, I, you know, I was like, what do you mean? I, I, I knew the guy because I've been to my dad's store a right. few times. And he wanted very early just to show me what it was like to kind of deal with the good, the bad, the ugly that comes with the business. And he never wanted me to be in the, I mean, it was, he would have liked it, but it, it was not like his thing pushing me there. So, yeah. um, you know, he kind of inducted me into this world of running a business. Uh, the people side of things, like he's, he gets a lot of loyalty because he treats people really well. He takes care of them. He works super hard. He's humble. Um, he's not showing up with, you know, fancy cars and watches and just sitting back and watching people work like he's on the line with them helping out. Right. And it's kind of always gave me that mentality too, that you're not above anybody. Yep. We're all the same at the end of the day. It's just the position that we're in affords us the ability to, to do things slightly differently on a day-to-day -day basis. But, you know, I go into my stores and, you know, our team members are anywhere from like 18 to 25 years old on that, on the majority of them. Mm -hmm. So much younger than I am at these days, but you know, I still can connect with them on a human level and we all, we all have fun. Right. And I can go to latte art throwdowns that we do. Um, and I can make their playlist and they think that I'm, it's just one of them that made the playlist. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm young at heart. Right. And I think it does keep you grounded a lot to say like, you know, I, I still need to stay connected to the business, connected to them. And they feel that and it helps make things easier because I'm very connected to every facet of my business, whether it's the team, the tech, the tech, the, the equipment, the HR, whatever it is, there's very few questions that can be asked that I don't have the answer to, right. which is a gift and a curse because people come to me for everything. For but everything. at the same yeah. time, you know, there's nothing that's out of my, my vision. So like there's things that are going on on this side and I understand because I pay attention, I ask questions and I'm around all the time. I'm right. not disconnected. I don't have, I don't like to be in an office. We talked about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so creating something starting from one and wanting to grow it it's a natural thing when you're in you know when you're in business and you're successful you want to replicate yeah. um and just like for you right to create something to to increase your impact and you need help to do it uh mm -hmm. but at the same time you know you take what you can and you don't it, it, just surrounding yourself with too many people can also be a problem because just like the whoop thing where you see 30 percent, maybe i shouldn't do it yeah when you've got 10 people helping you, you're like, oh, well, I'll, somebody else will do it. And then you keep saying somebody else will do it, somebody mm. else will do it. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, you know, I have everybody doing everything. And then I'm just kind of the gatekeeper, which is fine. But then you start becoming more and more disconnected from what it's like to do those tasks. Yeah. And then you lose context. Um, and, it, and it's not for everybody. But I've seen the further I get away from this, the day-to-day -day life in the store, the decisions I make from behind closed doors I, I lose some of the con of, of the impact it may be having on the team. but So I try not to let that happen. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to roll out these 10 new products. No yeah. problem. Oh, I didn't realize it's going to cause this station to be much more difficult. The ordering is right. going to be more complicated right, right, right. and the storage, right? So if you start thinking about things completely, like, you know, you can do that, but it's easier to make those decisions without that context the further you get away from things. So um, not to say you should do anything without help either, but there's a balance, right? You have to understand you don't want too much. Um, and you, I'd rather be a little bit short and work a little bit harder until I know what I need and then find somebody to do that role that has a full, 
well-rounded expectations. So that way it's not like um, you have 20 hours worth of work for them to do in a 40 hour or 50 hour week, whatever it winds up being. And then you just fill the gaps for them. Um, and then it just kind of becomes unclear what their real expectation is. You know, what's really interesting for, for years, I have told myself to make myself feel better at times, like that it's really important to go through shitty times, like tough moments and where I'm like, how the hell am I going to get out of this? Or I'm feeling sad or frustrated or depressed or like I've messed up or my life's on hold or whatever. I've had those really tough moments. And in order to get through them, I, I did a billion different ways to try and figure out what the best way to get through this is. But the one thing that always serves me, always serves me, is trusting that that is very much a part of the success. And we've heard the cliche of like, all successful people failed a million times before the big success, blah, 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 and all that. I look, I really look deep into that. And when I look at like what, what builds someone who is a super powerful entrepreneur, or business owner, or anything, certainly with you, you've been through the ringer and you continue to put yourself in a position to be in that ringer. And that's huge. Yeah. I, I mean, and for sure, we've had challenges. There's years where there's, you know, I had a, a long string of super positive results and I was never, I never got a heat check. I right. was like, you know, I was, for, when we started, like I said, early on in the 2004, 2005, when I was looking at all this stuff, there really was no specialty coffee in right up the fairway of New York, downtown, financial district, midtown, mm -hmm. uh, Flatiron, all these areas that were a lot of, or the majority of New Yorkers are spending their days it was Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, or, or cart coffee, right? Mm -hmm. um, now it's a completely different story. It's oversaturated. Yeah. But when I started, it was basically I was going heads up against Starbucks. It's a big city, and there was, you know, um, very limited competition. So anybody, I mean, not to say I just, I wasn't good, but people were craving some kind of alternative, and I was the only alternative in big parts of these cities, right. in big, part of, big parts of this city. So I had this great advantage, and we were just kicking crazy ass for yeah. the first few years and this is what helped me grow but then it, it changed when all of a sudden one two three four ten competitors were coming in the midtown area so all of a sudden it went from being gregory's versus starbucks to gregory's versus starbucks and 10 other folks so yeah. how do you continue to stay above the fray and i hit a buzzsaw one year where i was growing and opening all these stores as all this new competition was coming in at the same time um and I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. So it was like a year, My I had one year where we didn't have the double digit growth and crazy numbers that I had been experiencing for such a long time. All that, so it required more of me at the time where I was spread the most thin. Yeah. So um, challenging for sure. And it, it, not only does it teach you to be, you know, prepared for anything, you never know what's gonna come. I can't predict the future, but um, it definitely sharpened my edges a little bit to say like, you know, well, I need to make sure I'm prepared to, to handle whatever comes my way and right. think even forward about how do I protect myself against some of those challenges or how do I make decisions to limit the impact of, of outside competition or um, ups and downs in occupancy or things that happen in the business all the time. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be a little bit of a, a forward thinker and also uh, a good blend of aggressive, aggressive and conservative, you know, in some in, in aggressive in some areas, conservative in others. Um, but, yeah, you always keep driving forward, but just being careful to make sure that you're paying attention to all the factors that can impact you along the way. You talked about 
context earlier. And to me, that is so wildly, like insanely important because context is how you see yourself in the space at that moment. And context is what drives your decision making. Mm. And we often say the term in hindsight. Now I can see it in hindsight. Context allows you to see the hindsight right now. For me, that's how I, it's, it's come up for me in my life is like looking at moments moments right now that are super challenging i don't have to wait for in hindsight i choose right now to see that moment as something that kind of serves me and when i'm looking at really challenging parts of my business really challenging parts of my life relationships whatever it is the ability to say to to put a context that works for me in that space so it's like saying yeah i just lost my job but how lucky am I that I, I actually, and this is like where people get lost because they think it's cheesy or motivational or they're, you're trying to make yourself feel better. No, I actually genuinely am really excited. I lost this job and I now have free time to figure out for the next two weeks to do something that serves me better in my life that's going to take me to a whole new realm that I can't even imagine. Like yeah. how many times people get broken up with and they're miserable because they lost the love of their lives. And I'm like, wait a minute, what if that person was giving you all the answers you needed to what you don't actually want in your relationships, you don't need, and now you have, you have been given a gift to go forward and find someone who serves you in all these ways that that person did not, and it, if you allow yourself to get stuck on the poor me, woe is me, this is what happened, I'm so, like, I got screwed over, if you get stuck in that, your context is that. And you actually can invite growth and opportunity into your next stage. So there's a crazy analogy here. <laughs> and it all comes, it's, it literally is not even just human nature, it's nature, right? So coffee trees, um, when I go, you know, I just sent uh, one of our team members down to Brazil um, doing uh, visits with the farms we buy coffees from. And one of the things they talk about um, is stumping trees. So literally... In order to increase the production out of the same plot of land, they, the, the agronomists like uh, farming scientists or nature scientists figure out ways, how do you get more from the same plot of land? And something they figured out recently was, or not recently, some in the, in the recent history, um, you take a tree that's growing and producing, let's call it 100 pounds of coffee a year from one tree. Um, it's fruitful, it's growing off, throwing off the, all this product for you. If I cut that tree all the way down to the stump. Um, I won't get coffee for the next two years because it takes time for the, the, the tree to regenerate, but it'll regenerate with two uh, limbs coming out of the base instead of one. Wow. So now you've literally doubled the, you lose two years, but then in moving forward, you've now gained from the same plot of land, you can double your, your output, right? Yep. So, you know, it's that whole thing of like starting a new refresh. And a lot of times with failure, you can look at it and just be upset or just kind of, you know, let it defeat you. Or you could say, well, what am I going to learn from this? How am I going to grow from this? And like yep. you've said, a lot of times you're doing something or you're in a situation or a relationship that is not necessarily toxic, but maybe negative or not for you. Um, and that, that opportunity to have a rebirth either in your profession, your relationship or anything, take that as a gift to be like, let me yep. start. And like if I had to start all over, which basically you're getting to do what would I do or how would I, how could I, how could I change things for myself? And just like that tree, like you can take what you're doing and maybe I'm performing at an eight right now. How could I, what could I do to make myself perform better? Mm -hmm. Right. Whether it's 
including new tools or meeting new people or finding new opportunities or yep. thinking outside the box, right? Like people that are in law or other professions and they're sitting there at their desk every day and they're, they're not so happy with their lives. And the, you see them, they're asking, well, what, I've always wanted to do this. I always wanted to do that. I'm like, well, what's holding you back? Money, these are them. I don't, yeah, you got to take care of your, your core, right? Your yep. family, yourself. There's certain foundational elements. But, you know, if you do things in a smart way or you find the right people or you, you know, you plan it out, like, like I said, if you're passionate about it, there's a good, there's a higher likelihood of success, and even just your your drive will be there to be to be to make whatever you're doing work right. And I w- I'm not going to say give up everything, start a restaurant, and you're gonna your life is gonna be better because right, right. they they can be challenging for sure. Um, but I will say like the the thrill and the enthusiasm that you'll get from doing something you're actually passionate about um, can trump any of those other things. And you know I think driving towards passion is like we talked earlier and using context. All these things are, are, I think, are very useful when you think about how you should be planning for your life and just making sure it's a life and it's not just spending all this time. You talk about, I spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week at work. If I was miserable, that's between that and sleep. Like, what, what do you have left for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Like, you need to be uh, enjoying yourself or finding something that's fulfilling or making you, you know, the better version of yourself. If you're yep. just dying every day at your desk... That's not a life. It's not. And I I think something that's really interesting is the idea of like getting yourself into that uh, uh, mindset of, you know, this is, I'm grateful for this. This is an opportunity. Again, for me and my experience, a lot of people look at um, tough situations and they're like, I'm not going to fake the fact that like I'm not, I had Bo on the show talking about his chemo and we actually literally had a discussion about cancer and the possibility of him being like grateful for this section of his life. And it was crazy. And, and having that conversation about being grateful, possibly grateful. And he said, I'm not grateful. I got, I got cancer. I promise you that. But there is a piece of this part of the journey that's allowing him to do things and see the world in a way that he could never have without this. So I think that there's a lot of shifting mindset. And for, for a lot of us on this show, I think people come to the show to look for different ways to feel better, to stay motivated, to get energy, to be positive. Jay Shetty says, I think it's Jay Shetty, he talks about the three C's. It's like community, uh, coaching, and consistency. And that coaching aspect, sometimes having somebody teach you and guide you and or just support you and be like kind of a backboard to your thoughts to get to a place where you're you're feeling the way that you want to, a lot of times we just sit in our shit because we're, we have ideas and they're rolling over and over in our head on repeat rather than let me get it out. And when it's out there and someone repeats it back to us, we're like, oh, that's really stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Like this actually can be a great thing if I choose to see it that way. So I don't know if you've ever done coaching in your life. I don't think so. We haven't talked about it, but everybody has coaches in some way. To me, the, the story you've told, one of the big coaches in your life was your dad as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. But who have you had as a coach or a support system or someone who's allowed you to put things into perspective? Yeah, I mean, definitely coaching is a massive part of what I do yep. because literally my entire team takes their cues from me about how to perform day in and day out at the store. Huge. So whether it's training or you know training, development, coaching, these are th- sorts of things that are kind of inherent in, you know, you know, I'm the CEO, right? So yeah. uh, in, uh, leading a company is 
leading those and coaching them to do what you want them to do. And for sure, my father has been that sounding board for me forever. He has, you know, so years and years of experience and such a sharp mind when it comes to these sorts of things that I, I have the craziest amount of respect for him in business or specifically in the food business. Um, otherwise, there's been folks that come along, whether it's honestly some of my lawyers uh, or some of my co people that I've worked with or went to school with, um, some, even some of my recent investors too. You know, yeah. they, they give great feedback about what's been working and what's not and help me just kind of stay grounded and look to the future because I could be just the most biased person of all time where yeah. I think when Gregory's is on its game that we're the, the best, best at what we do, world. right? Yeah. But then obviously then I could go into one of my stores and see something that's not functioning properly and then I, I get like super motivated to say, well, this is really frustrating. How do I make sure this never happens again? Right. Uh, yeah. And it's not always the easiest thing to solve for. Um, so I don't have one specific coach. I try and besides my father, who's just going to be there forever for yep. me, uh, the rest of them, it kind of comes when I need it, right? So mm -hmm. when there's when there's something going on in my life or at work that requires somebody that has that sort of level of expertise in that world, because uh, I don't think anybody is everything, uh, yep. but different folks can help me in different arenas. And I'm fortunate to have a lot of people that really care about me and the success. Uh, you know, my wife too. We haven't talked about my family, but you know, um, I'm, I have a wife and two kids, um, and that's another thing that completely changes things. But um, for sure, my wife is a sounding board on lots of things because she's been with me since the beginning of, this, of Gregory's, right. right? So she saw it when it was one store, and she was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, you know, the store doesn't look yeah. so great, or coffee's okay. <laughs> um, and not, obviously, she's been, she's been in my corner all along, but she's always like, are you sure? Because, you know, and the more I spun the vision about what I really thought it could be, now it's like our pride and joy and we're just so happy of what the decision that we've made and all, all these things together. But um, I think finding one or many folks that you can use for that sounding board or yeah. that heat check, if you're thinking like, you know, like I said, I've gone around and the times been like, we're the best. And then I have to step back and be like, okay, how can we be better? Right. And I think that's the, that's the thing that I like to think about too, is constantly striving to improve because things are changing so fast. And what can you do to make sure that not only you're not being left behind, but you're staying on the cutting edge? Because mm -hmm. there's always in any field, whether it's fitness, tech, food, beverage, retail, there's always something new on the horizon coming out. Because there's lots of people there that are just starting out and they're super hungry, right? Yep. So how do you avoid being that, you know, I'm, we're 30 stores. Some may say I'm big compared to Starbucks with 20,000 locations. I'm, I'm nothing, right? right. So... Um, it all depends on who you talk to, the context of what is Gregory's viewed as. So I'm in that phase where I'm, I'm, I'm not small, but I'm not big either. So I have to be just everything to everybody. And I mean, yeah. it takes always working extra hard and finding those sounding boards and communicating, saying, like, whatever I'm doing today, I'm probably going to be doing something very different next year. And if I'm not, something's wrong, right? And it's that the core values are always have to be there. But then how do you how do you put new new spins and, and strategies onto making that leveraging your, your core and making it more and more appealing to those that are their tastes and their what they want are changing right like a whoop I, I would have never thought i'd be wearing a bracelet that measures my sleep a year ago two yeah. years ago whatever it is and now i'm like every morning i get up really excited to look at how yeah. i did right and it's like it can help me improve so many parts of my life um and you you can spin that into anything relationships or business too i'm like right all these things that I didn't even pay attention to in the business two, three years ago. Now I like, got my laser focus 
and you could see how it can impact things in such a positive way. Um, so I think it's like never resting on your laurels and always saying like, you know, paying close attention and talking to others. Because like, like I said, you guys introduced me to something like this, this watch or mm -hmm. this, uh, this strap. And it's just a microcosm to be like, yeah, I wouldn't have even thought about it if I didn't hear so much great feedback from people that I respect. And obviously when it comes to taking your care of your body, your well-being, yeah. and your mindset, these are things that I think you guys are all professionals on, the Roan guys and especially you. Yeah. So, you know, understanding the tools that you all are using to measure and help take advantage of all the things that are out there, great. I would obviously love to take advantage of that too. Same thing in my space, whether it comes to the technologies we're using the coffee, the, the, the menu, the building, the team building, the customer service, our hospitality, there's a million different variables at stake to be like, well, how can we look at these things slightly differently? If we're doing it great, how can we make it even better, right? Yeah. Like, how can we be the Michael Jordan um, of coffee shops by, you know, and being here for the long haul, right? Because things can, can change really quickly. There's a there's lot of business. There's such a wild level of humility that comes into play. And, and I'll say this from a personal standpoint, because me and Gregory have sat down a bunch in the past couple months since we since we got connected and there is such this wild level of humility that to me is a superpower of yours because like you said to some in context 30 stores is massive like a lot of people look at uh, owning 30 businesses and they're like what or a business with 30 locations and like what the hell how how do you do it what that that's a 400 employees no way so a lot of people look at that overwhelmed you look at it probably from more of a perspective of like starbucks has 20,000 and like who am i type of thing and the ability to look on both ends and stay humble and have that level of humility i think when i when i come into i mean i literally went into have a meeting with him a sit down we we're catching up a couple weeks ago and first thing he does, he walks in, puts his bag down. He's behind serving coffees for a few minutes just to like get in the flow of the space and, and, and see it. And there's this, that level of humility to me serves you so well. And not only did he do that, he talked to at least two people online, knew their order, checking in with them. Like full disclosure, this guy was all in on the experience, but that's what his company was built on. So to me, this level of humility, no matter how big or small you are, wherever you are in your space, what you're doing, if you're on day one, stay humble and stay helpful. And if you're on day 10, day 10,000, whatever it looks like, just keep knowing that there's, there's growth to be had and you get to look back and say, I'm doing a good job. Like I'm still working. It's so easy to just kind of fall out, right? Like yep. you start seeing a little bit of success and you could just start saying like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. And then you see time and time again how quickly things change. I was looking at some some chart where it was like um, the 20 most valuable companies on the Dow Jones in 1990. There's only like one of them that are still in the top 20 today. It's amazing. And these are like legacy like legacy companies that are around for hundreds of years. Like things change so fast. Like you know Dell or was it Dell Computers was like in the top five. Now they're like not even close. Right yeah. now. My, Apple wasn't there. Amazon didn't exist. Google didn't exist. All these companies, right. they're like the most valuable companies in the world, legit did not exist years ago, right? And the, these companies that were around for hundreds of years can go away quickly. And you're like, how, are the, how could you have been the top of your industry for 150 years and then you lose it all within 15? Like GE, yep. one of the most big, Crazy. powerful companies of all time. They're like divesting and, and like folding up and turning into much smaller companies. 
Um, it's hard to understand, except now you see in the technology age that we're in today, so quick things can come up. Like Uber didn't exist 10 years ago. Now they're, you know, $50 billion company, whatever yeah. it is. It's like, how does this happen? It's, it's things happen so quickly. And if you sit back at any point today and say, I've got it and you can chill, you're done. You're, you're toast. You're, right? you're in a dangerous place. I mean, any industry in the fitness world, things that we're talking about today, I don't think we're, you, we were talking about two, three years ago. Like yep. measure now, I feel like oh, it's all about sleep, recovery, and yep. how alcohol is so can be so detrimental to anything, whether it's your sleep or your your performance or uh, your well being of your body. Um, so there's so many tools that we use now that we didn't have at our dis expo our disposal. Uh, so yeah, yeah, disposal. Sorry mumbling here um so i think it's just so important to stay stay woke constantly yep. um and being humble is a big part of that because the minute you lose any of that humility and you think you've got something um you stop you stop hustling and yeah. you, when you lose that hustle that's when you start you, you miss that cue that like oh this is something really interesting and it might come from any walk of life like something i may have seen at the roan house may impact something i want to do at the store right but if i wasn't like deeply paying attention or, or, or picking up in the cues as to what what people care about, what people think about, what they talk about, what they want, what they crave, um, or what's important to people today. Um, these things all kind of plant the seeds for me as to how am I going to continue to create a company and a place that people want to be a part of or yeah. be a part of to work or to, to visit, right? Yeah. There's so many elements that come into play uh, when I think about things day in, day out. Yeah, it's huge. And it's it's nonstop. It, it really never ends. And it's why... I do a lot of mindset coaching, um, online stuff. And uh, Jess, who's been on my podcast before, she has Empower University, and it's a, a online program where she helps people kind of build online businesses. and And I serve as the mindset coach for that community. And a lot of times, we get on the call, and the conversation really is it's me explaining to people: you won't last in this space if you're not willing to wake up. And no, every day, there's not a stop button. There's no chill. Like, can you go on vacation? Of course. Can you relax and buy yourself something nice? Duh. Yeah, of course. It's it's why a lot of people want money and success. And I I truly believe that if you are not hungry every day, you just won't win because eventually you're going to tap out. You're going to tap out when the tough gets going. And, and every day things shift. I'm probably not talking to anybody right now who is number one in the world in existence in their field, which means you have someone or something to chase today, you know, and, and that to me, that's enough. And we have those days where like, it again, it comes down to context. If you're looking at a massive picture of like, I have so much to do, there's no way I'm going to get this done. And you, it, it creates this analysis paralysis, like you, you shut down. That's one way to look at your situation. The other way is look at how much stuff there is to do. I have so much work. This is unbelievable, like an opportunity to grow and create from a blank slate. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I sometimes finding faults or problems, your first instinct is to get frustrated or annoyed. Mm -hmm. And then you immediately should turn it around and be like, well, if I'm happy with what I was doing, given all of these problems now, that just means I could solve some of these and make things even better, right? right? So for my business, we talk about like same store sales. You look at this store, what did, what did I did what I did last year versus what I'm doing today, and yeah. that that comparison, you know, if you took at Starbucks, that's the big number they talk about is 
comparing year over year sales, right? So it shows growth and how, how we're doing comparatively. Um, the only way you're going to continue to grow is to continue to find holes in closing them or introducing new things or finding ways of getting more people in your store, right? So the more problems I find, it, as frustrating as it can be, the more excited I get because then I can then put it on a board and be like, this is something I'm attacking. Mm. And when I close this off, Huge. then it kind of, you see the results kind of really pay off in a big way. So um, isn't it crazy though? And I'm going to pause you right there that like people write problems down and get frustrated as if they're supposed to be a board with no problems. And like, if you have no problems, you're not looking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and sorry. you're screwed because you're going to fall asleep. Like to me, I, I, I'm, I only wake up excited on a day where I'm like, I have a lot of shit to do. It, it, it was my biggest problem in this gap. And I think we were briefly talking about this a couple of weeks ago, this gap between when I left my previous uh, business and doing what I'm doing now and that space in between where I was home for many hours and I was like, what I need is time. Mm. And if I can relax and have some time, I can pursue other things. It was the complete opposite of what I needed because there was no energy. There was, I, I couldn't see, it was just this big world sitting in front of me and I couldn't bring myself to f just focus on one thing. Yep. And when I finally buckled down and got back to a routine and a schedule where I was like, this task, these six things, they must get done today. Like I have that, but it was like somebody shot me with cocaine. I was like, whoo, let's go. It's game time again. But that, and, and that's the energy that people always talk about, you know? Well, I just, speaking of, you know, being thinly, you know, help, a lot of thin help at my co corporate level, I recently brought on a COO first time. Um, and when he came in, part of the, my frustration was, you know, he came in and started picking apart like all these things that were, could be better or not so working so great. And my first instinct is to almost be like frustrated to be like, I can't believe yeah. there's this many things that I want to get better. Then at the same time, I'm saying like, this is exciting. Somebody's noticing them so we can make it better. Yeah. Um, but the same thing, the world was like huge. So for those who are listening, I'm, my hands are really wide out. I'm saying yeah. like, there was a, so many things to tackle when just after one week of sitting, of meeting with this, with my new guy. Um, and we, we whittled it down to what I called Operation 2BW, two big wins. So we picked two big areas yeah. that we can channel all that energy in to start over these first 90 to 120 days to be like, we're going to, there's, there's, let's call it 10 things that we want to do overall, but we can't do all 10 at once. Yeah. We're going to focus all of our energy onto these first two that if we tackle them, are going to make huge impacts on not only my customers, my team, the operations, community, so many different things are going to flow from these two areas that we're going to focus on in the, in, in the first uh, three to four months. And it's the same thing. The world can feel way too big. And when it's too, when there's too many things going on, you get nothing done. If you can really like put the blinders on and focus on specific tasks or specific fields or things that you want to kind of knock out, yep. uh, you can be really, really impactful there. So I think it's you know, understanding you're not going to do the whole, the, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, whatever, another cliche. But let's say it's like you got to focus on something that you feel can be achievable and you give yourself real time and say, like, I'm not going to just start working on this and say, whatever, I'll figure it out when I figure it out. No, I want this done in the next 90 days. What do I got to do to make that happen? Yeah. Uh, who do I need to engage with or talk to or, or systems or time and say, this is what's going to have to happen, right? And then you figure it out because I've set this every time I say, like, let's let's implement this new training system. When do you want it done by? Oh, let's figure. We'll talk next week. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And then it's like four or five months go by. And guess what? Like nothing's Didn't changed. Happen. Right. When I say I need this done by the end of the month and then in a week I ask for progress and I ask for another progress. And then I'm like, you feel the heat. Then all of a sudden you get things done. Right. So 
um, you know, I think saying like, yeah, I got all these, I got all this time and then all of a sudden it's time's evaporating. You're like two weeks have gone by and yep. I didn't get anything I wanted to get done. Right. You um, know, it's, this is really interesting. And what's coming up for me right now is I've always been a hater on goals. Like goals for me, keep me really constrained to, to one thing. Now I'm realizing right now, as we're having this conversation, one of the big reasons why is because I'm a passion, very passionate guy. So when I go with what I'm feeling that day, I end up creating things that I woke up not knowing were possible. By the end of the day, I made them possible and I didn't even have a vision of getting those things done. And if I had a goal and I was only focused on the goal and I was tunnel vision, I wouldn't have been able to see these exciting things out of my peripherals. Yeah. But now what I'm hearing from you, it's very different. For some people, if you're not in this like passionate state of like, oh, I'm going a million miles an hour, this is great. And you have to get things done and that passion is not on fire at the moment. You can still be passionate about your work and not be on fire at the moment. That's when goals are so wildly important. 90 days, a month, two weeks, today. Cut it down. 100%. I'm crazy passionate about so many things. And I could wait. I'm, I force myself to do this because I'm very much like you, where yep. I wake up and I have no, there's no plan. Yep. I'm like, wherever I have maybe some calendar or things I have to go on, but like overall, I'm going to get out, get out, get out of the subway, turn left or right, whichever way I'm feeling. And then that day is just going to be a journey. And I'm going to, I'm going to get what I need to, the basic things I need to get done. But otherwise I really want to find, get, you know, fuel my passion and figure out like how I'm going to tackle my more of the bigger things that I'm trying to do. Right. But I think if you lose sight of, well, there are these things that I just need to make sure are, I'm making progress towards. Yep. So you give yourself checkpoints, right? You're saying like, hey, let me write down a few things that are really important to me. And I want to make sure in a week there's this much progress. You know, you're not going to dedicate 80 hours during the week. Like there's time, right? Like you, like 3M, that, the company, right? Like mm-hmm. you probably heard the story how they invented like uh, stick it note or post-it notes. Yep. It was like every day everybody had to stop for 30 minutes and just think and have no no agenda whatever's going on their day they had to stop and just kind of think about things or come up with ideas or free to do whatever they wanted right and somebody came up with started making these little post-it notes on their own to kind of come up with keeping organized with their own thoughts and then it turned into the biggest part of 3m's business is something that some guy came up with on this so you need to have the freedom to be able to do that and fuel your passion but you can't i don't say you can't it's important to kind of keep focus on some things that you know you're driving towards because you don't want to just keep like going like on tangents yeah, and off and left and right because it's important because you need that to fuel what we are. And I think you don't want to be totally bottled up. You yep. need to just say like um, keeping track and keeping pace and saying like, you know, where do I want to be? Is there a goal and what's a reasonable amount of time? And if you're saying like, you know, it's three months, that's I, I, I want to launch this in three months. What's yep. it going to take for me to get there? And you say what's reasonable, right? And then, you know, you, you have the flexibility to do what you need to do to kind of keep your energy and your passion flowing. But you don't lose sight of, I don't want to be here in a year and say, why, did I, why didn't I get this done yet? Mm. So I agree. I think it's huge. The, the, the goal setting thing is a really, really interesting conversation. I think I could talk about that for days. But it is. It's understanding. Let passion drive you. But make sure you're using a GPS sometimes. Yes. You know, like passion will will keep the car going and it'll keep you fueled. But if you're not using a GPS, you're fueled where? Like, where are you going? So you love the strap, right? Because it gives you some kind of barometer of where you're at, right? So like you may have felt it to be like, man, I feel really tired today. But now you can be like, oh, 
crap, I'm, I know why I feel tired because right. I had a really bad sleep or I did too much and I didn't spend enough time recovering. Um, so keeping like your, like you said, the moral compass or the compass of saying like, well, this is where I need to head. I need to know where true north is all the time. Yeah. And like, even though I might be going west or southwest or this today, I got to come back and make sure that like at least I have a, a mindset of driving towards this big goal uh, or something I really want, and and making sure you at least have that. Like yeah. if you have no sense of where I'm going, then you need to stop and just say like, well, where am I driving towards? Because if I'm just floating through every day, that's when you just get lost. So you have to have some kind of overall direction of saying, like, this is what I want for my life, my business, my relationship, whatever it is. Because it's like if you're just kind of floating in day in, day out, that could be fine. But in the long term, I think, like, you want to make progress. You want to be achieving things. You want to be successful. You want to win. And it takes a lot to do that. Um, But I guess you need to not completely get yourself all bottled up because nobody wants that. But at the same time, like, don't, don't lose sight of the big picture and saying, like, you know, I want this. I want to start my own company. I want to talk online, whatever it is, and touch as many people as possible. And what's it going to take? I need to develop a website. I need to build out a team. I need to get a marketing strategy together. And it's like, yeah, those are big projects. How am I going to do it? Who do I need to talk to? Make sure there's benchmarks that I'm meeting over time so that yep. way I'm not missing the mark. And then, like you said, that's when people lap you. Somebody else did what I was trying to do. I wanted to open a retail store here. I snoozed and somebody else opened there and I missed an opportunity or uh, – Whatever it is, being first in my business means a lot, right? Because there's only a finite amount of retail. If somebody takes the spot I was supposed to have gotten, then I'm not going to be able to get that spot. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Somebody launches a product, a CBD product before me, and I, I, you miss that initial push, and you're the you lose that first mover advantage. Then you're just second place, and second yep. place in my thing can be you know first loser, right? So yeah, and something something that I think is huge to remember through all of this, and, it, and I, this holds true for every podcast I do with everybody who's in my space, it is so important to remember that this, these things all apply sometimes for you and sometimes not. I believe, and again, even this, like this is a, a huge perspective thing. I believe that there's very few things that are just like, this is the way it is. That everybody's in a different situation. So if you're talking about like being driven by passion and not having a goal, I think generally, for the most part, it's really important to have some type of guidance and GPS, know where you're going so that you're, you're doing stuff. But also, if you're in school and you just finished school and you're doing a, a desk job that you hate and you're 23 and you're like stuck because you think that's the only way and you're setting all these goals and you want to do something different, go just let passion drive you and not have a goal and just like go have fun. I really believe that there's the and the and but like type of of conversation to all of this. So please know, at least from my perspective, I'm not speaking for Gregory, but I know for me on this show, my mission is to give you a perspective that may serve you, some type of value that can be like, oh my God, that's it, like that's the change I need, I, that light bulb moment. I really I I work hard on this to to be able to serve the community of Let's Go so that you guys can can experience that moment if it comes up for you. And you might disagree with some of this, but try. You're talking to a really successful dude right here. You just here. don't want to wake up when you're 40 and be like, how did I get here? Yeah. Absolutely. And especially I think if you're that 23 that you know you're still young where you don't have I mean, you know, maybe you do, but you know, if you haven't started your family yet, you don't have, you know, all these other obligations that can be like scary, right? It's harder to make change once you've got other things happening in your life. Like for me now, I have a wife, two kids, two dogs, have a house, all these things. I'm like, 
I if I was, I, it'd be much more challenging for me to make a big change in my life, totally. you know, because of all the other things going on. on. When you. you have that flexibility, think it through and be like, you know, what do I really want? Like, because yeah. for me, it was, I know at some point I wanted, you know, my first thing I wanted to open a boutique, which is what I said to myself in 2005. I was like, I want to, I wanted to have my own fitness space or a restaurant or something like this. I didn't know exactly what it was, but this was my first inkling of an idea to be like. I wanted to have something of my own. I didn't know what it was yet, but I kept saying it to myself and I'm saying, why? I keep talking about that. I'm not talking about law at all. Like, why am I, am I really going to give my twenties just to make some money and then find out that I'm in my thirties now, now trying to start fresh. Um, and maybe I'm going to be in a different mind space. Who knows what's going to be like in, ten, in seven, eight, ten years from now. Um, so, you know, while you're, you know, again, and if you're 40, doesn't mean you shouldn't think about these things. It's just, I know it could be harder, but, you know, life is long. We have so many things. We are expecting to live a long life these days. We have so many more tools to help us get there. Um, you don't want to be going through all the rest of your life saying like, what if, right? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, I know I made the right choice in not falling into this desk life and you know i i I know when i sit behind my desk my computer i'm not a happy person Mm. when i'm out like you said behind the counter talking to people making coffee making interactions connecting with people building finding out ways of like either for myself or my my company how do i can make things better i'm like just so gassed up that i can't even bottle that energy at all so i know when i feel that way that i've made the right choice um Dude, it's and huge. It's you have something to find that, you that choice for you too, right? Anybody else? I think who knows what that what drives you, but if you have something that's there, really dig in and say like, is this something that I can do? Is there something? And this now it's like almost endless as to like how you can apply your Absolutely. passion. With you know, there's a million applications or or things that you could do, and things that I'm like, wow, why did nobody think of this? I'm like, yeah, this is somebody who said. There's a need here. There's a void here. Voids that didn't even ex- you didn't even know existed can be filled with something that can make life more enjoyable, or pleasurable for somebody else. And you never know. Like there can be millions of other people that are craving what you're what you have to offer, right? But if you're if you don't give yourself that opportunity to succeed, you're never gonna know. Um, yeah, trust trust what feels right for you. Like I've been very heavy on a kick the past few years of trusting the universe, and I don't want to scare people away with that conversation. <laughs> but like for me. If something is like this in my gut and soul feels right, there's a reason it feels right, and go with that. And I'm not saying go quit your job and leave everything and run away. and uh, Maybe, but really look at your current situation. And what Greg said is, is so important, like especially if you have the opportunity to, like at 23 or 25 or 35, and you're looking at your situation, you're like, I actually can make this change. I can. Will it be scary and terrifying? Yes, but I can, don't wait because of I'm nervous, because of I don't know if I can, because who like who am I to, those conversations, the self-limiting belief stuff will keep you in a space that you don't want to be in. And then you'll go and die having said like, all right, well, I, I made it through life rather than like, wow, what a freaking impact I had looking got, back they, on it. They've got to take risks. There's a, there has to be a healthy amount of, measuring risks for the reward there right like don't don't put it all on the table for something that's marginally better than what you're doing now yeah um and and then it's risky right so but you know we opened our second store in the height of the the depression it was 2008 2009 um everybody was closing businesses no one was going on with the banking world nobody was signing leases 
I signed a few leases. You know, I, we bet on ourselves, doubled down. It was a challenging market, scary. And those all turned out to be successful for us and yeah. kind of kickstarted the rest of the journey that Gregory's has been on, right? So at the time when everybody thought we were, I was a little crazy to say, why are you expanding when everybody else is terrified at the moment? You know, it paid off, right? Not, it's not always going to pay off, but, you know, I took a calculated risk. Um, I doubled down on myself and I said, you know what, let's do this. And it paid off. And there's going to be opportunities like that for a lot of people to be like, you know, am I going to dig in and say, like, do I take this chance? Do I make this risk? Is it going to be worth it in the end? Um, and maybe, maybe not. Can't, nothing's a guarantee. Mm. But you, you, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? So, like, yep. you know, I, I like to be a volume shooter, right? I'm out there saying, like, you know, like Kobe. Didn't have the highest shot. He didn't have the highest field goal percentage. But the lot. guy knew how to shoot, and he knew how to put it in, and he drove a lot of teams towards victory. And, you know, you put him on the list of best players of all time, and he's up there, right? Um, and I want to be there, too. And I'm saying, like, you know, I'm going to take my shots. I'm going to make – I've made plenty of bets that didn't work out and a lot that did, right? So in the aggregate, we're keep moving forward. You learn from the mistakes, keep driving forward, uh, and you just stay, like, stay hungry, stay sharp, stay humble. All these things are going to drive you to be the better version of you, and you bring those around you with you for the ride to say, like, Let's kick some ass, right? And it's like people get inspired and want to work for somebody or work with people that have that mindset. If it's Absolutely. just about, you know, let's just get through this day, nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to feel like they're driving towards something, that they're doing something towards a higher purpose. And it's like, you know, you build something, a culture and a community of people that feel that. It's very hard to lose when you have that stuff happening Dude, around it's you. It's exciting. It's so true. And again, back to context. That's the context that Gregory holds is when you sit down for me, and I could say from my own experience, sitting down for a meeting with you, I'm excited by the end of the meeting. Half the time, like, we didn't even have a, an agenda. We're just talking. Next thing you know, both of us are, like, fired up. Like, let's do this. Let's try this. But that's the one context say, you bring. One might say, let's go. Let's go. One <laughs> might say, let's go. It's the context that he brings to his space so that he is open to great connections, great possibility because you bring that optimistic positive fired up passionate if you bring that to the table you are, will attract people who want to eat that and they'll come sit at your table mm. and that's just the truth and and the number one underlying thing with him and it always comes back to this with me when i when i have people on the show those super successful powerful people that sit in these chairs are always everybody that sat in this chair it, it's and especially gregory he's a good guy and he's doing the right thing. And to me, like that is the number one placeholder through all of this, all this awesome information that we're creating here and generating. Do the right thing. Be a good person. And it comes back to you. Thanks, and I man. think that really serves you. My number one coach, my father, that was the same thing. He always said that, you know, you take care of people, it comes back to you. Because if you're not a good person, you know, when, it, when the time comes, you're not going to have those people in your corner, right? Absolutely. Like the people that you shorted or made things difficult for and you're going to need them at some point, right? Yep. And then you don't want to be the one that's saying, like, damn. I wish I, I was a little nicer. I, I messed, I screwed this guy over. I did yeah. this or I did that. I mean, I have plenty of people who are no longer with the company for whatever reason. And I still I see them and talk to them, hang out, and it's yep. friendly. And it's nice because, you know, you treat people with respect or kind. It, it really does come back to you all the time. And it's never worth that that momentary pleasure of, like, throwing a dig or doing something that's unnecessary. Uh, you know, if you can help it. Just be a good person. Uh, a good you know, person. really, really is going to pay you back in the long run so many times. I've seen so many people who just didn't do the right thing and things don't go their way. 
and you know you feel bad but at the same time you're saying like i understand why people did not go out of their way to help like yep. you didn't help them you at did all. that to you and just a reminder folks this is coming from a man who owns 30 locations on a wildly successful business so a lot of times people think business isn't nice and my answer to that is bull fucking shit it it can be and it will serve you in the long term and you will be the successful business that lasts a long time because people want to serve your space um, and I have to cut it off, and I'm so devastated about that because I want to talk for hours with you. But we end every episode with a let's go moment. And what that means is kind of you giving us your final if – you, if you could give the community of let's go something to leave with, something that makes them turn this off and be like, I'm ready to take on the world. Let's go. I feel great. What, what could you offer our listeners today? So if I think about how to get people to, to let's go or get fired up, I think it all comes back to, you know, yourself and being true to who you are and making the best version of yourself every single day and waking up and saying, I'm not just going to get through my day. I'm not just going to, you know, punch in, punch out, watch some TV, maybe get a workout in and go to bed. It's saying like, what else can I do with my day? to make every other day better and other people's days better, right? And I think it's counterintuitive sometimes to think about others when you're thinking about yourself. But, you know, why do you love giving Christmas presents if you if you believe in that or whatever? It's like, because it feels great to do something for other people, yep. right? But and just like it goes back to what we were just talking about, like taking care of others is taking care of yourself. Um, and then those moments where they pay you back, it, it, it's natural and it becomes a, like this ecosystem of support and coaching and development and help. Um, and nobody can do anything by themselves, right? I've tried and it's, yeah. it's not easy. And it's in, in, in some sense, it becomes you just can't do it, right? Mm -hmm. You need others around you. Um, so when I wake up and I'm saying, what am I going to do today? Sometimes I don't know. But one thing I do know, it's always going to be I'm going to work my butt off. Uh, I'm going to find every opportunity to, to, to find ways to improve. Uh, also, along the way, I'm bringing everybody along with me for the ride. Um, and I want to take care of others so much because, like I said, my, from the first person I just hired who's going to be serving somebody tomorrow in the store, you know, if they're not on their game, if they're not happy or pleasurable or like seeing this as a place they want to be, then they're not going to be a great representation of the company. Um, and it's not just about the business, about life too, but I mean – it just served me so well over these years is to always find how to make a better life for yourself and for those around you and and not just trying to take it all. Because um, if you're just swallowing up things, um, mm. people feel that too. So, um, yeah, I think it's just improve every day, keep your compass where in the, in the right direction, um, and serve others because it always comes back to pay you uh, tenfold uh, if you can if you can do it the right way. Preach. I got nothing to say to that other than thank you, brother. That was awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Thank Guys, you. where can we find you? What's your so, Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is at Gregory Zamfotis, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-Z-A-M-F-O-T-I-S, uh, or at Gregory's Coffee uh, is the, the, um, the business handle. Um, or you could just find me around one of my shops, most likely drinking some coffee and typing He looks like the guy on the cup. Serving some coffee. Yep. Say hi. I'm always around. And uh, like Nick said, in the stores, everybody loves to chat. So yep. I'm all about it. I'm not a big coffee guy. I really am not. But I, I will go out of my way to get 
the hydrofuel coffee. <laughs> this thing is magic. Yes. It's got coconut water, right? Yeah. With the cold coconut brew. Coconut water, you substitute, you know, so what are what is cold brew? Coffee. It's water and coffee. So yep. what if you substitute coconut water for the water element? Bang. You so get it's a little more hydrating. Hydrating, some natural sweetness, you know, oh. the coconut flavor. Um antioxidants so you know coffee can be a dehydrating beverage you be you blend it with a hydrating beverage and all of a sudden you've got something really special it is special so make sure you get on it i want to give a big shout out to uh samsung again you can check them out uh on instagram at samsung mobile us a usa uh facebook samsung mobile us i think facebook is samsung us and then Twitter is Samsung Mobile US. I'm going to get that right one day. Mm. Hashtag Team Galaxy Squad. Hashtag Samsung Experience. Samsung, thank you. Everybody who's listening, thank you. Love you all. And we'll see you on the next episode of Let's Go. Yo, fam. I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Packs Fit fam. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I'll see you all on the next episode.